like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. In the early days of Northern Spirit Radio, my office was directly across the hall from our local community radio station, WHYSLP, and as such, I ran into a number of musicians dropping by the station, one of whom was Joe Fahey, which led to his first visit on Song of the Soul many years back, a conversation I've always remembered very fondly. Through one thing and another, Joe's latest music also came to my attention, and I felt a hankering to track him down and hear more from this Americana rock artist, formerly part of a band called Carp 18, and who is still located over in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. We'll find out what's changed for him and listen to a lot more of his great music as Joe Fahey now joins us by phone from the Twin Cities. Joe, welcome back for your second Song of the Soul interview. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me back. It was fun to trip over your name. I've seen occasionally emails about you and so on, but particularly the review in the Min Post by Jim Walsh was what got me. I said, I got to track down this guy. You know, he was reviewing your album, Sonambulist Chaser. So now that you're retired from your day job and now that your kids are grown, does this mean it's time for you, like the Stones, to go on the road constantly? <laughs> I'm still a graphic designer, and I do children's books, so I do still have a day job in a way, but it's more flexible. But it is true that I, I do have the option now of doing that. Well, why don't we pick up on your music right away? I last had you here in 2008. That's back when we did installment one of Song of Soul by Joe Fahey. How do you want to start off your 2017 edition? Okay, so that was 2008. I'd released my first solo album in October of 2006. And also at the same time, my second album with my band Carp 18, which I'd done two albums with. And it's kind of a transition time. And yeah, that record, that first solo record, was just a very experimental thing that I did, really with absolutely no intention or thought of what am I going to do with this except to get these thoughts and ideas out of my system and make this record. I think I was done with it for a year before I even started thinking about maybe putting it out there in the world. I started making my record, next record, Bushnell's Turtle, and my original concept. One thing I found out about making records is that you have in your head a plan and a strategy for what your record is going to be, and, and it rarely ends up how you plan it. But yeah, it was a good experience and got some good reviews, and 
you know, like there was a really well-known critic, Robert Crisco, that wrote for the Village Voice, and he's called the Dean of American Rock Critics. And a friend of mine called, who keeps up on this stuff, and he said, hey, Crisco reviewed your record. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He's a legendary writer. His reviews are just a couple sentences, two or three sentences. It doesn't matter who he's writing about. He just gives it a bar system or whatever. And, and it was just kind of funny because I had a song on there called Delta Pine Blues, and it was sort of like the wordplay. Went to Mississippi to blah, 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 and I couldn't spell Mississippi, so I moved to Alabama. And, you know, and, and then it ends up with this joke about I'm going to buy myself a dictionary and move to Massachusetts or something like that. <laughs> I, I should know the song better, but it's... Just kind of a parody of blues songs in a way, and it's funny. Anyway, his review is something like songwriter buys dictionary and lives to write a song about it or something like that. <laughs> and, he, and it was like, and it was sort of in a roundup of Americana because I fall into that category of kind of roots or Americana music. And it was like a roundup of Americana records by people like Todd Snyder and, I don't know, Willie Nelson. And I, it was kind of funny because I think I actually got, it wasn't like a five-star record, but I got more stars than these other dudes, you know. And <laughs> it was kind of exciting, like, hey, I got more stars than Willie Nelson or, or Todd Snyder or whatever. Only one song out of the 15 I chose, and there's so many I like, but it's called Are There Clouds? And the, the reason why I chose that is because when I was on your show in 2008, I had a song called Early Bird on there, and it was written for my friend that I played in bands with since I was like, 19 or 20 he was very very close he had cancer but he was a very positive person you know and he, he didn't tell anybody i mean he had it for years and he did, didn't tell anybody and, and when he did tell me i i just it really you know it was really hard because it was this person he was a few years younger than me and i don't know i was in my, in my early 40s anyway i wrote that song early bird and I wrote it for him, and I, I told him that I did, and, and it was very awkward at first, but it became this anthem for him. But it was written, and when I look at the words, it's, it's just such a naive way because I hadn't been through this process of somebody dying and how complex the emotions are. So it was just this early vision of don't leave us, don't leave us, you know, just stick around. And Anyway... That's what it, where I was at when I did that record, and, and he passed away a few months after the record came out. And my father also had passed away a few months before the record came out. After they were gone, I was heading out to work on this magazine. I always stopped at this little diner for breakfast after dropping my kids off at school, sit at the counter and have breakfast. It was always full of these people. He's, this is outside of the city and farmers and all kinds of people of who are already maybe done with some of their work, and they're just in there talking politics. And both my friend Randy and my dad were very political. I almost picked up my cell phone to call my friend, you know what I mean, out of instinct. So it was just this new concept to me, that this person isn't there anymore. Before he died, Randy was just like, he's very prolific. He recorded all these solo albums at home or with his band, too, and... But one of his last songs was called Into the Clouds. That was one of my favorite songs by him. There's just something really beautiful about that song. And I, this song, Are There Clouds, is just, just me asking him about the afterlife. Are there clouds? Is, it, is heaven like this thing from first grade Catholic school comic books? You know? <laughs> clouds and pillars and fountains and a bunch of angels doing who knows what. 
growing up Catholic, of course, you have this sort of cartoon vision of heaven, and, and then all of a sudden you're in this point in your life where these people that are really close to you are, are no longer there, and you just wonder, where are you? So, sorry, I just get choked up still. It's wonderful to have that kind of connection with someone that it's painful, but at the same time, it's vibrant living. It honors both Randy and I think your father that you have this connection. I think people want to hear the song, so let's share Joe Fahey's song, Are There Clouds, from Bushnell's Turtle 2011. Here it is, Are There Clouds. Like bumper cars on the boulevard Each crash is so benign Like a pinball against a bumper I'm tilting all the time Sometimes, not all the time I think about you now I wonder how you're doing And I wish that I could call Are there clouds? Is it loud? How are the crowds? Are you pleased with what you've done? Are the clouds? Is it loud? How are the crowds? Are you pleased with what you've done? This time on the edge of town, new fields of even grain. The planters talking politics through the sound of pouring rain. I miss that kind of action, and I'm gonna start to call. You're in my cell phone's memory, you're in my heart, that's all. Are there clouds? Is it loud? How are the crowds? Are you pleased with what you've done? Are there clouds? Is it loud? How are the crowds? Are you pleased with what you've done? Real Heart song from Joe Fahey. The song is Are There Clouds? He released it in 2011 on his album Bushnell's Turtle. When you want to track Joe Fahey down, go to joefahemusic.com. The link's on nordenspiritradio.org. He's my guest here today on Song of the Soul. Nine years ago, I had him on, and fortunately, I was able to track him down and welcome him back. So you were talking in that song, Are There Clouds, about sitting at the cafe and you're in my cell phone's memory, right? (laughs) And you're in my heart. You're alive. And as you said, you were musing a little bit, you know, is he in the clouds like the song that he wrote? Did you get any answers or is it all just living with the questions? (laughs) That is a good question. 
just to go back to his song called Into the Clouds, was, was him going through that process of, of knowing he was dying. And I think that connection, I, I just feel like that's where I picture him, you know. Like an earlier bird I'd written, as long as there's air, you'll always be there. That's where you and I will get along. And what that means to me was that he, he'll always be alive to me, as well as my father. Because their spirit, their energy is still with you forever. And in my head, even though I'm not an atheist, I guess looking it up, I'm an infidel, which sounds bad on paper, but it's not. <laughs> to some people, some people embrace it. <laughs> I don't know. It's a lifelong question for me about the afterlife, as well as everybody since the beginning of time, you know. I did go to Catholic church in, in Minneapolis, like when my kids got to be, our kids got to be this age where it's like, well, we, my wife and I weren't really very religious, you know, I mean, we both grew up Catholic. And, you know, we went to this progressive church in South Minneapolis. It was a peace church. I mean, you just felt connected with the community because during the Iraq war. And, and there was a priest, Father Wharton, that would speak, and I, I don't know, I thought of more of it as a theologian, and he, I just remember one day he was talking about it. They were asking him questions about God and what's going to happen. He said, you know as well as I do, or something, you know, in, in that respect, that just because I'm a priest, an educated theologian, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Are There Clouds is sort of in that vein of being the friend left on earth, of just being able to ask somebody, like, what's going on? You know, is there a light? What are you doing? You know, and so the line was, are there clouds? Is it loud? So what I'm hearing is you don't actually have the answers, but you're still living with the questions. And as a Catholic Buddhist or a Light, whatever. Infidel, too. Infidel. <laughs> Why did you say infidel fits? Well, I think, uh, and I'm not very ready to answer that without researching it again, but an infidel does believe in a higher power, I believe, but not a specific one. So you're not tied to any particular thing is kind of how it goes. Yeah. When I was 13, one day I woke up and I knew every all the answers. I was tired of going to church. I never liked it. And I told my mom, I don't believe in God. And of course, every mother, Catholic mother, loves to hear that. You know, <laughs> their 13-year-old punk kid who listens to Alice Cooper and the New York Dolls and all that. It was hard for her, and but it was just, I, I just felt like as a teen, you know, you kind of feel like you know everything, you know everything's phony or this or that. I hadn't lived enough years to understand that a lot of religion, I view it as, I mean, including Buddhism, is just a way to deal with loss of people and your own mortality to create this option. And as I've gone through life, I wasn't comfortable with the idea that any specific religion was right, because it goes back to that Catholic priest I mentioned saying, your guess is as good as mine. And that's how I like to view religion. In simplistic terms, it's like, that doesn't seem right that if you weren't in the right club, you know. Yeah, we do all grapple with where we're going. You know, it's really important with our music to mark where we are in our own journey with respect to other folks. And I think you do that a lot in your songs. There's another song that you have on your more recent album, the one from just about a year ago, Sonambulous Chaser, that you do that again, I think. Yeah, it's called Once You Were Gone. I don't want to be this person that's obsessed with death always, but uh, yeah. Jackson Brown was a big influence on me for writing, and I, he had a record called Late for the Sky. I think it was written after his wife had committed suicide, and it was a lot about death and questions and so forth. 
anyway, it was many years after my father had passed away, which he'd passed away in 2005. That year, it was on his birthday, and I set up to go take him out to lunch, and he called me that day and said he wasn't feeling well, and he had to cancel, and, and a few days later, you know, he told me that he was diagnosed with lung cancer. We had just really bonded later in life, exactly when I had my first son. I learned to appreciate your parents more. And anyway, I, w I was just very grateful for being able to bond with him later in life, and I, re I really missed him and his wisdom. And when he was gone, it was hard, you know. It was like my best friend and my dad were gone, and it just blessed with a lot of friends and good friends, but it just certain people are, you just sort of count on a lot. Anyway, this was years later, and I was doing a September writing project with a group kind of inspiring each other. And my dad's birthday was in September, September 26th, and it was on that day I went to write a song. And I was thinking about him and thinking about how I had called him for lunch, and that's when everything kind of happened. And I, not to sound really dark, but it's once you were gone, the title, but it's also the concept of he's gone. You, know, you, can, you can have his wisdom in your head forever, and that's, a, that's important. Because I was worried when I wrote the song that it wasn't accommodating for that, you know. I didn't want to say that once a person is gone, they're gone, because it's not true. It's, they stay with you in a certain way. But the song was really just, I was just trying to honor him that it's a challenge. <laughs> it's a challenge sometimes when you can't just pick up the phone or go visit somebody and, and have a discussion with them. Anyway, he was a horn player like his whole life. He had a baritone horn that he played. I think when he was a kid, he had, like, buck teeth, and his parents, I guess, a brass instrument was cheaper than braces. Maybe they didn't have braces back then, I don't know, but <laughs> in the 30s. But, but he, like, played this horn, and it's, they say his, like, buck teeth went away from this, playing this. So after he had passed away, I had that horn from my parents' house. I just brought it to my house and just had it sitting on the fireplace mantle with all the Christmas lights and stuff, and it was just really beautiful to me. As just an art piece or a sculpture or a memory of my father. I had another song on the album called Drunken Prisoner of Circumstance, and we had this really cool horn section from this band in town, and a few guys came out, and I, it was like 10 or 15 people in this band, and I just picked out which instruments I wanted, and one guy played trombone. So I brought my dad's horn with, and I had mentioned it to this guy, like, hey, would you mind playing on this other song? It was written for my father who passed away. So I was out in the studio with these horn players telling them about my dad and, and what it meant to me, and it was just this really heavy moment, you know. And um, this guy actually, he fixed horns and he played in this band as well. And he just said, this is a beautiful instrument and it would be an honor to play on this song. It was just kind of this cool feeling of musician kinship to have somebody that could play this instrument of my father's so well to just kind of carry it on. And I, I just it's just one of my favorite songs because I, I just love having that horn on there just as a tribute to him and played so well. So the song is Once You Were Gone. It's by Joe Fahey here today for Song of the Soul from his album Somnambulous Chaser. Here is Once You Were Gone. Always do what's next I heard a comedian say more than just a little funny And I really liked it On this cloudy day Once you were gone 
that was it There was no more you would say Now just shooting from the hip Without you To guide the way Sometimes my heart is filled with sadness When the calendar hits a certain day Sometimes I wonder why we have this Cycles in this way Once you were gone That was it There was no more You would say Now it's just shooting from the hip Without you Guide the soul we've welcomed back joe fahey who i had as a guest back in 2008 he is from the twin cities of minnesota his website is joefahemusic.com the link is on nordenspiritradio.org and that song was once you were gone thank you all for sharing with joe and me this remembrance of his father this is Song of the Soul, which is Northern Spirit Radio production. On the web, you find us at northernspiritradio.com. 
org on that site there's all kinds of good stuff including links to the stations that carry this program we find links there to our guests so when you want to track down joe fahey come by the site there's also a place to donate and that is how this full-time work is supported it's not by corporations it's not by government it's because you the listener support it it's so important to have alternatives to the mainstream media which is increasingly owned by just a few hands i understand something like 90 percent of our media is owned by just six corporations at this point. So please support your local community radio station. And I want to welcome our new affiliate out in Louisville, Kentucky. There's also listeners in West Virginia now tuned in to us via radio station out there. All of these folks deserve your support. So please start by supporting them. Again, we've been talking so far with Joe Fahey. We've covered a couple of his songs, but we've got a lot more to go, Joe. So I'm going to hustle us right into them. Most of what you've selected is from your 2016 album, Somnambulous Chaser. Why didn't you pick a name that was easier to pronounce and spell? (laughs) I know. It took me a long time to learn how to pronounce it well. And it was just a play on words like ambulance chaser, somnambulous chaser. And I I wrote all these songs. I would write them all very late at night. That's why the whole theme of the record is a little bit quiet and dark. And it just, when the house settles down, everybody's settled in and, and then it's late. I have a song called Somewhere to Go that was really cornerstone of this record for me. What it's about to me is, is the fact that as an artist and musician and learning how to balance all of it with real life, making money and working and I've worked as a graphic designer my whole life, and as you get older, it's it's hard to keep employed, you know, because they can always replace you with somebody out of school. And I, you know, around, I think it was 2000, I was laid off from a company, just the way economics go. And, you know, it was kind of devastating when I first got laid off in 96, but in 2000, I was preparing for it. I knew it would happen eventually, so I just uh, had a much more optimistic attitude. As soon as it happened, I just started freelancing and contracting, and, and I kept very busy for many years. But living that life of just, you don't have a regular schedule, like the bulk of people. You don't know what's, what the next gig is sometimes, you know. And I worked at this magazine. I would There wasn't enough work to be there all the time, so I, I really had no schedule. Just when there was enough materials, I'd come in, and I'd crank out this magazine, and we'd work super hard, and you would got deadlines, and... And then all of a sudden you're at this point where you finish and then you're not a full-time employee. So they're like, well, see you next time. And you're out the door, right? And now I call them somewhere to go moments. And it's this weird feeling because I, I, it's a very important for me to work and earn my keep. So there's this moment when all of a sudden you have nothing to do and it kind of would drive me crazy. And I always felt that for some reason I felt guilty. I, if I had this downtime, I wouldn't, I would feel guilty if I just grabbed my guitar and wrote songs, but this particular day I thought, yeah, what the hell, you know? So I went down to my basement and I, I just wrote this song. It was about almost this longing to have a routine, to have a dependable place to go every day, where in my head it just felt simpler to wake up every day and have somewhere to go. Maybe when the sun shines on this solid piece of clay See the jackrabbit prints and the expired old flints of the ones who went away. They all had something and somewhere to go day after day. Well, some of us don't, 
maybe we won't I don't see any change on the way wouldn't it be easy wake up and have a cup of Joe read all about the Hollywood Hornets and check out the baseball scores and have somewhere to go well sometimes Shines like a silver dollar tree. Won't you send some back? Set a trap or just come keep me company. Well, they all have something somewhere to go day after day. Well, some of us don't. Maybe we won't, I don't see any change on the way Wouldn't it be easy to wake up and have a cup of joe Read all about the Hollywood Hornets and Check out the baseball scores and have somewhere to go He has given us something of a, a pining ode for the nine to five grind. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the grass is always greener, you know. So, Somewhere to Go is the song by Joe Fahey. His website is joefahemusic.com, link on northernspiritradio.org. Somewhere to Go is from his 2016 release, Sonambulous Chaser. There's a great review of it by Jim Walsh in minpost.com. I have a link for that also on northernspiritradio.org. And, you know, I've got some place to go, so why don't we grab another song right away? <laughs> Yeah, the next one on my list is called So Close, Yet So Far Away. And Jim came out and interviewed me, and it was really awesome because I've always been a fan of his writing about music. So it was a real honor to be interviewed by him. And what came up was this concept of social media, how it sort of freed me up in a way to write a little more personally because when you're exposed to the whole community through social media where people, they write either from the top of their head or they shoot from the hip and they just put it out there. And it's this interesting thing where you kind of, you experience 
that other people feel the way you do or they have struggles and challenges and everything with love and death of loved ones and good times. And it's a shared community that freed up my head to think about this. And this, um, this particular song, I just, I don't know, it's just about that everybody needs to be loved, you know? No matter how cynical somebody is, you can just sense that everybody, it's like this human need to be loved and, to, and there's, you know, frustration with it not happening. And, you know, I mean, it's nothing real specific about this song. It's just this sense of wanting something and maybe you don't get there. It's kind of like you can't always get what you want, but if you try, you get what you need. And anyway, it's a song that I just feel really passionate about. I just felt really good singing it. And that's why Joe Fahey selected it for his second Song of the Soul visit here in Northern Spirit Radio. Here it is, so close, yet so far away. Like that painting with the golden frame Separate us and we're not the same So close, yet so far away As the wind blows in the sky is gray Lakes froze after you left that day So close yet so far away With me every moment now That I lie I just stop and have to remind myself This is all just a party So close yet so far away As the wind blows and the sky is gray The lakes froze after you left that day So close yet so far away
do yourself a favor and check out Joe Fahey's recording, Sonambulist Chaser. It's 2016. It came out. You can find it on his website, joefahemusic.com. That is one of the songs on there. It's called So Close Yet So Far Away. There's more music to go and too little time on the clock. And as a Quaker, I'm not supposed to be attentive to time. I'm supposed to be attentive to spirit. But I know that we have a lot of stations broadcasting this. We're up to some 33 stations nationwide carrying our programs. It's important for them to fit it in the time slot on the radio. So what can we share next, Joe? Well, the next song is a little bit in that same vein, and it's called Ophelia's Blues. But the additional thing about this is that through my life, I've heard about people having dreams like Edgar Allan Poe or, or even like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde was from a dream and then gets stuck in your head and sometimes it flushes out. Every February, I do this songwriting challenge to motivate and you write 14 songs in a month, so it's album writing month. So during that whole month, you're just always receptive, extra receptive to anything to inspire you. So it's on your mind whether you're awake and as I found out while, while you're asleep. And one night, just in the middle of the night, I had the most vivid dream that was so cinematic. I'd never had one like this. And it was a very short dream. But whoever the director or art director on this dream was was really good. And it was just like this vision of, and this is really dark, but it was this vision of this woman by a stream and she just floats by under the water. It just really shook me up. I'd never had a dream like that. It's like, what? who is that? What is that? You know, and I, I woke up and I, for some reason, I just, I felt like it was something I'd seen from a film, you know, from the 30s or something, or a silent movie from the 20s. And I know a little bit about Shakespeare, but not a lot. And there was this Ophelia that drowned herself from depression and from being in love with Hamlet, but not being loved back. Next thing you know, I'm researching Ophelia. It's like it had to be Ophelia. I didn't know that much about her character. And and the more I read, the more mysterious she was because in Shakespeare's time, women were not actors and women were not exactly the subject. They weren't very fleshed out in storytelling. But this song just was channeled to me, you know, which I always love because then I don't have to work so hard. It's just there, and it, it's probably the darkest song I ever wrote. And I, I just, the more I read about Ophelia, in some ways I, I still didn't understand. I kept reading this part in Hamlet, like what exactly was the deal what happened between her and Hamlet. I never fully understood it except the concept is that something in the vein of there's nothing more lonely than to love and not be loved back. That falls into this previous song of just the sensation I get from being connected to the world through social media of just of seeing people go through pain of that and how hard that is. The song is so dark that it still scares me in a way, but it's so beautiful in a dark way. Really, up to the last minute of doing this album, it was always the one on the chopping block. Like, I just don't know if I can put this out there and let people know that my head goes this dark sometimes, you know. But I, I felt like I really was this vessel for this or just channeled this sorrow that I've never really experienced before. I'm glad I had the courage to keep it on the record because it's not exactly a toe-tapper, but takes you to a different landscape. And the song is Ophelia's Blues by Joe Fahey from his latest release, An Ambulance Chaser. Time doesn't move very fast, here's it marches uphill. Sometimes it melts in the gutter and sometimes it stands still. The ticking, it echoes from various parts of the room. 
As proof of the presence sweeps clean your heart with its broom The darkest moon in the sky tries to capture your eyes The shadows surround you as you sink to your watery tomb Sometimes we all get a sense of Ophelia's blues And marches uphill Sometimes it melts in the gutter And sometimes it stands still Your heart is so heavy From all of the natural laws As gravity downs you And gives and gives your heart pause This moon in the sky tries to capture your eyes The shadows surround you as you sink to your watery tomb And sometimes we all get a sense of Ophelia's blues that Joe Fahey had the clarity to include his song, Ophelia's Blues, for today's Song of the Soul. He is back here after nine years. It's been nine years since I talked to him. Since then, he's released two recordings, and Ophelia's Blues is from the one he released in 2016. The links for all of that are on northernspiritradio.org. As I said, Joe, I am glad that you didn't hesitate. I mean, forced smiles are not good. (laughs) in my opinion (laughs) and you know keep a big smile for the crowd you know the tears of a clown (laughs) it's good that you're sharing here today for song and soul including the songs for your father and for your friend randy and and ophelia's blues just facing the dark side i don't think we really know the light until we look steadily at the dark too that's true one important element that i forgot about this was when I came up with that troublemaking name, Somnambulist Chaser, I looked up Somnambulist and it came to a Wikipedia page and there was this beautifully dark painting of this woman just in this nightgown, you know, out in the darkness. And that's on the album cover of Somnambulist Chaser. So I just took that image and used it for the artwork. I mean, I had decided on the artwork way before I wrote Ophelia's Blues. 
one night it was still bugging me. I was researching where did I see this image of Ophelia in this river or this stream. And I found this beautiful haunting painting that I included in the artwork later. And it turned out to be the same painter that painted the somnambulist. There's so much synchronicity to it. It almost haunted me. I think we're going to try and squeeze in two more songs. One of them is very short. How can we introduce How to Leave a Room? Maybe there's a, a self-teaching moment in this. The magazine I worked on must have been a big influence, but I, I had a boss, the publisher, who was very blunt, and he was East Coast. He's from Jersey, and I kind of grew up in the Minnesota environment of passive-aggressive and quiet behavior where you don't always say what's <laughs> on your mind. And I have a tendency, I don't know if you've noticed, to talk too much, and I do, and my boss told me, he says, hey, come in my office for a second. He says, shut the door. And he just looked right, right at me and he says, you do not know how to leave a room. <laughs> and it hurt, you know, it's like, how dare you say that? And then, then it hits you, it's like, you know, dude, you're absolutely right, I don't. You, know? <laughs> so it's, you could have proved him wrong by just going out the door right away. It's <laughs> just like, poof. Well, that's the funny part of the story. It hurt me that I, I said, I do now, and I got up and left. You did. All right. Good for you. <laughs> and then this line just came to me. A lot of people don't take advice very well. They stew and swell. They say, what the hell? So it's hard for people to face their own weaknesses sometimes when they're called out. Uh, just another quick note about this song. My original demo was, to me, it was perfect. It was like exactly how I wanted it. It's just a short little song. And when I play it live, it surprises people. Because at songwriter stuff, sometimes you spend more time talking about the song than playing it. And when I played it and it just ends abruptly, everybody just laughed. But the producer, Tom Herbers, that worked on my album, I have a tree house at my house. And we did a lot of the recording of this album and mixing at my home. And uh, he loves the tree house. So it would always be a place where we'd go, like before recording, just to hang out. He'd bring his dog over and we'd go up there and, and just hang out and chill for a little bit. And, and so he's like, we got to record up here. And I go, I know. So we did. We went up there one day. He brought like an old reel-to-reel tape recorder that journalists use. And we went up to the treehouse, and then I, I started playing, but then I, I kind of messed up. I didn't have it right, so I started it again. And then I sang it maybe ten times, and we're just going to pick the best one. But I fell in love with this mistaken one, you know, the one where there's a false start where I have to start over again. I kind of thought it tied in with the song. I was like, when I make albums, I like the last one to be kind of whimsical and short and funny. I just really wanted this to be the album closer, and it was. And that's how Joe Fahey learned how to leave a room. A lot of people don't take advice very well. Hmm? <clears throat> a lot of people don't take advice very well. They stew and swell. Say what the hell. Boss told me one day to put down my broom Then he told me I don't know when to leave a room And it stung like hell But then I thought, oh well I realized he was right Okay, Joe Fahey, joefahemusic.com, find the link on nordenspiritradio.org. We know how to leave a room now, and in order to do that, we can do one more song. What are we going to listen to on our way out the door? Okay, well, the last one is 
I just selected it because I plan to do another record. And I just do this for my own artistic reasons, I suppose, but making an album turns into a huge deal. This year, when I did my February album writing month, I was kind of slightly burnt out from the fact that I just put out this record that was extremely personal. I felt almost like I didn't even know what to write about anymore. I kind of felt like I just poured my soul out. And this record, Somnambulist Chaser, was more successful like with people's awareness of it than anything I'd ever done, but still, I didn't sell many or... So anyway, I was just kind of an, a lost soul. I didn't know what to write about, and I just wrote this song, just stream of consciousness. I had no agenda, and it's called The Elusive Unicorn Blues, and it was just nothing but wordplay. I didn't think that much of it, but as I listen to songs later that are so spontaneous, they grow on me, and I love the words. And to me, sometimes you put a message out there that you don't even know that you're doing. And the message that I felt from this song was about the struggle of, do I make another record or not? And my answer in the song was, yes, I'd gladly play my horn for you. You know, meaning no matter what the struggles, I have no choice but to keep writing and making music. And even though there might not be a, a logical reason or pragmatic for doing this, I do it. It's just sort of this need. And anyway, it's just sort of a whimsical, dumb song. And this is just a demo. It's pretty rough. But I'm just going to keep making music as long as I can and worry about the logistics later. Thank you for making the music, Joe. It's really been great to reconnect with you after the nine years. I felt like I really connected with you back in 2008 when I spoke with you. Having your son there was so cool, and it's really wonderful to hear about his journeys. And folks, there are extra bonus excerpts from this program that are not in the broadcast that you can hear if you go to the NordenSpiritRadio.org website. Look for bonus excerpts, and you'll hear whole bunches of things that we couldn't fit in the broadcast. It's so cool to reconnect with you and going from the profound to the stream of consciousness, I guess you'd say maybe lighter points of view. It's really just so cool to get to know you even further, Joe. Thanks, Mark. And it was really exciting to hear from you. It was uh, unexpected, and I listened to the recording we did years ago. I I hadn't heard it for years, and I listened to it, and I felt really grateful for that opportunity to sit with you and talk like this, because how often does an artist or songwriter get to do that? It was a real gift to be able to do that, so I really appreciate you contacting me. It's a very wonderful opportunity, and I appreciate it. Well, it is for me too, Joe. So, folks, we're going to end Joe Fahey's second visit to Song of the Soul on Northern Spirit Radio with something called the Elusive Unicorn Blues. It's not been released yet. Theoretically, it may be coming out on a CD called Rabbit Skin Glue, but you should go to joefahemusic.com to follow up on Joe's news and follow him on Facebook as well. I want to thank Catherine Thomas for production assistance on today's programming. Here is the elusive unicorn blues. Joe Fay, he will see you next week for Song of the Soul. You know the drill. You went to dental school just to pay the bills. You were chomping at the bit. Much, much more about hanging your plaque out on your door. And here I am in Jersey, staring at a cow. Wondering where I'm going Asking where and how Wild horses may be tame someday And bucking broncos might buck off his shoes But in the meantime I'd gladly play my horn for you 
for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song 